ever see an animal skin? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to you now. Fair the skin from your body. Slowly. Bit by bit. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. No, Mom! Eve was weak. No, Eve was weak. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Uh, thank you again for tuning in and and uh, hearing what we got to say about some, well, I guess, hidden gem horror movies as of late. Uh, I do promise we will get back to some some more uh, mainstream titles here in the new year. Uh, we got our schedule figured out for the rest of this year. Like uh, We got Krampus next week, and uh, then we're doing our awards episode. So basically, you know, the... Stuff we liked most this year, stuff that let us down, uh, favorite beers, uh, least favorite beers. Um, there aren't any because, you know, most beers are pretty fucking good. Um, but, you know, just just trying to have some fun here, trying to, oh my God, I am tripping over myself today. I want to stop, and, and but I'm literally on my sixth recording. I keep... <laughs> I keep fucking this up so hard. So we're just going to go for it, man. That's 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 what we're doing here. We're not perfect, and we don't pretend to be. Um, if you haven't guessed from the title already, we're doing The Possession of Michael King today from 2014. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 32.5%. Oof. Or no, 32%. Sorry, that's a bad note-taking on my part. Uh, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and Google users has it at 79%. So, you know, 4 out of 5 roughly, uh, from those guys, uh, people that watched it, but it's a found footage documentary style take on a possession movie. Um, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, I think it's pretty unique. Uh, we give it a seven out of 10. Uh, we'll get into it a little more here, uh, in a minute. Uh, beers we're doing today. Um, so you guys have probably seen these beers around a lot. Um, and, and just to clarify the name of the brewery is not Voodoo Ranger. That's not the that's like a series that New Belgium does, just so you know. <laughs> and Voodoo Ranger is not to be confused with Voodoo out of uh, Pennsylvania because we have one over here. So they're two totally different entities here. Um, but we're doing one of their, uh, they have these like one-offs of their main brand. Um, and we're doing Voodoo Vice uh, IPA. It's just something I found on the fridge. Figure what the hell we'll drink it. Uh, 7.1% uh, ABV and um, just regular, regular ass IPA. Uh, but not everybody's a huge fan. It's like 3.74. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's what you get when you get these kind of like mixed packs of IPAs. It's probably not gonna be terrible, but it's nothing to blow you away really. Uh, unless it's your first time having stuff like that, then maybe it will fucking blow your socks off. I don't know. Uh, other beer we're having today though. This is, this is the one that, that you're here for, right? Dogfish head 120 minute, uh, IPA. And I use that term loosely, but technically it is an IPA. I looked it up. Uh, now, the, the percentage on this varies, right? So they don't ever give you like an exact because it does change, I guess, as you age it. Um, so we're just going to throw it right in the middle there and call it 18%. Uh, so that's the, I think, the strongest beer we've had on here so far. I'm not entirely sure. I have to go back and look. Um, but it's 4.23 on untapped. So, you know, it's a pretty solid, uh, well-respected beer throughout the beer community. Look on Beer Advocate. It's got like a 96 or something like that out of 100 or like a 94 so, I mean, this was a heavy hitter. Uh, Dogfish have, has been a heavy hitter in the uh, in the craft beer game for a long, long time, uh, way before these like microbreweries really got up and running and kind of pushed them out. But, I mean, they they still hold it with their own. Um, and 
their merger with uh, with Sam Adams was brilliant. You know, uh, everybody was getting bought up by AB InBev and and all that stuff because you know Budweiser couldn't compete with you know the likes of these craft breweries anymore. So they started snatching up everybody's favorites, thinking if we just buy it and then we mass produce it, then people will like us. And well, that didn't really work. <laughs> um, but now it's taken up all the shelf space. There's a whole thing we we might talk about that at a different time. But um, Local spots are still holding their own. Uh, they're pushing back on the big guys, but I wouldn't consider um, Dogfish Head the enemy. Uh, these guys, you know, they earned it. Um, and this beer was really hard to find for a long time. Um, this was considered a whale for a minute. Um, I remember getting my first one uh, from Vintage Estates up in, in Ohio. Uh, he had some, and he posted, you know, on Facebook that he had it. And I said, can you send me a bottle aside? He said, yeah. I got up there like as soon as I possibly could, like that next, you know, weekend or whatever, grabbed it, brought it home. And I wasn't overly impressed, but I said I was impressed because I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was talking about <laughs> with beer. Um, this beer does taste better as it ages. Uh, it, so if you do have one and you haven't had one in a while or left a bad taste in your mouth initially, um, give it another shot. You know, it's it is really actually a solid beer. It 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 has some barley wine uh, characteristics, but it it is still technically an IPA. Um, I guess they continuously uh, dry hop or they they hop this thing for two hours straight, um, and that's that's where the name comes from. So they have like sixty, ninety, one twenty, and so this just has the most hops in it that you could possibly get, I guess. Um, but they do all kinds of crazy shit with this. Now they age this in like the utopias barrels now. And that's like, uh, Sam Adams big one, which maybe we'll try to see if we can get some for that. I'm not buying a whole damn bottle because that shit's like $300, but I'll see if I can maybe get a little flask to have one here, uh, one of these days, but that's like 28%. Um, that's a big boy beer and it's like an old, old ale or a strong ale. I'm not exactly sure what, what style that is, but it's crazy. It is really good though. Um, lives up to the hype. Yeah, we're going to jump into this here in a little bit. Let me uh, sip on this um, Voodoo Vibes. Uh, like I said, it's just a just a regular-ass IPA. It's nothing special. But um, what about this movie, huh? Possession of Michael King. It's been on my radar for a minute. This and then, like, The Possession of Hannah Grace. Like, these are, like, I guess um, a little lesser-known um, possession films. But, you know, people that watch them tend to like them. This was... Um, was unique because like I said, they did this in like a, like a found footage documentary style. Um, this guy loses his wife and he, because she believed the visions of a, um, of a psychic. And, you know, if you just keep on this path, you're going to get, you know, where you want to be and yada, yada. And he kind of not exactly blames the psychic for her, her death. Um, but essentially says, you know, if he hadn't listened to you and your phony visions, she would still be here today. Uh, so he sets out on a journey to try and disprove the existence of God and demons and witchcraft and, you know, anything, you know, black magic, uh, voodoo, just all this shit. He just gets into this world, takes it all on at the same time. And, uh, well, he has some consequences that he has to deal with later on. But, um, I, I'm a big fan of the found footage uh, subgenre of, of horror when it's done well, especially um, I, it, just, it just feels real. And I guess that's the point. Um, they don't have to have 
you know, crazy special effects to, to pull off a good scare or set a good tone because you're so dialed in on what's happening. And I found myself really, really invested in this movie for a long time. Um, not saying I wasn't invested all the way through, but, um, it, it's very interesting in how they approach this. And, and I did really enjoy that about this. Uh, there's some really good jump scares in this. Um, and just overall, it's a pretty cool concept. You know, a guy that's just willing to subject himself to demonic possession just to see if, if it'll work. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, he finds out the hard way <laughs> that maybe, maybe you shouldn't fuck around and find out. Maybe this, you know, not always, uh, the best idea. So, uh, what we didn't like about the movie, it's a little, it's a little drawn out. Uh, a lot happens early, uh, and, and it's hard to carry that energy, that pace, that, you know, all of that stuff for another, you know, it's not even 90 minutes, but it still felt a little drawn out to me. Um, and the payoff wasn't, wasn't that great. Uh, maybe it's cause it's on the low budget side, but, um, it, you know, they could have shown a little more gore or a little more action on screen. Um, there, like I said, there's plenty of great scenes. It's, it's definitely a solid movie. I would, you know, wouldn't deter anybody from trying to watch it. In fact, I encourage everyone to always watch these movies to uh, form your own opinion. But yeah, it's 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 a solid film. Uh, if you're looking to shake it up with a, a different kind of possession movie, um, this is it. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a sip of beer here. And we're gonna move on to the spoilers. Um, it won't be direct spoilers for a while because he he has like some cool things to say, and uh, you know we can touch base on that here for a minute. But um, yeah, let's 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 take a sip of beer. We're at the ten minute mark. You guys know and my timing is pretty, pretty consistent. <laughs> you know, about 10 minutes of a rant and then we get onto the, uh, you know, onto the actual synopsis, uh, if you will. So give me a second. All right. Wife's gone. Baby's gone. House is clean. We did a bunch of shit today. Um, yeah, life's good. I still got to watch uh, a movie for Frightmares next week. So that'll be cool. Actually, recording this week i'm not sure when the episode drops but um i'm excited to get on a a true professionals podcast and uh (laughs) maybe learn a thing or two that would be cool so all right let's uh let's talk about this movie huh so i already talked about the the psychic part right where he he you know blames the psychic essentially for um everything that happens and it leads right into the documentary like his pitch for the documentary and he's saying you know what happens when we die? No one really knows. You know, you, you want to believe that there's some sort of afterlife where your, your spirit lives on, you know, or you can reunite with lost loved ones, but, but no one really knows what, what happens until, I mean, you get there, I suppose. Um, there's a lot of, I don't want to say evidence, but I guess documentation of energies, you know, communicating from beyond that, you know, very coincidental, either it is, the energy of somebody that passed away that, that, you know, they, they think is, Oh, this is like my uncle because he used to say this word and that's coming through. But, um, you know, there's no way to prove it. Um, but people, people see comfort in, in placing their belief in a higher power because it, you know, kind of helps take the sting out of a loved one. You want to believe that they're at a better place. They're at peace and they're not suffering anymore or whatever it is, you know, and, I don't know. I guess like it is kind of dark if you think about it. You're just here day to day and then you die and there's like literally nothing after that. 
Um, that being said, I mean, make the most of every day you got, you know, there's so many little petty bullshit things you can, you can waste your, your mood over or let ruin your day, but man, just try to get over it and get on, get on with it. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. Um, there's enough of my little soapbox shit there. So, but <laughs> there's just so many things that we don't know about this world, let alone like what, what lies beyond it. Um, and that's just a really cool way that, that he starts, you know, kind of pitching his case that, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's anything. There's one way to find out though. So he goes and and he buys, you know, the black magic, all these crazy books and spells. And he gets like a, like an occult kid off, off the internet and with like candles and like the little, you know, you got to like draw this thing and light it on fire and say certain shit and all that stuff. And, you know, um, it's a fun, it's a fun little concept, um, of, of him, doing this and and I do really enjoy this approach because it's it's definitely different um I think it just could have you know the payoff could have been a little better a little darker um maybe oh it's kind of no it's not that dark at the end um it could have been darker I wanted it to be darker uh and I think maybe I don't know maybe that's why I mean it's a horror movie man I don't I don't like when the good guys win I watch horror movies because I I get tired of that you know, I like seeing the bad guy win. Um, maybe not every time, <laughs> but you know, I like when a movie is not afraid to like go there, you know, when they're not afraid to kill somebody, kill off the main character, kill off a, you know, somebody who's beloved that you've grown attached to, you know, especially in like TV shows or whatever, but you get my point. So he's, you know, you find out that his, uh, he has a daughter cause you, you see in the found, the, opening scene that like they're like a park or something like that and um they do come full circle on that which i i thought was pretty cool um at the end of the movie you find out how she died and she died that day they were just you know i gotta go put money in the meter here you go and she like dropped the quarter and then picked it up and too late she got run over by a car and actually show like the whole thing from her point of view which was pretty fucking cool that was a neat scene um i actually wonder how they do stuff like that honestly um Maybe they do actually run over a camera, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be neat to, to find out, but, uh, I've been talking a lot. I need, I need, I need some beer. Let's go. I don't know why I can't enunciate today. Like my shit just feel like I, like I have a fucking swollen tongue or something like that. I've had three ounces of beer. Uh, I'm not drunk or anything like that at all yet. Um, we will get there probably though with this 18%er. My goodness. Um, so you find out that, you know, his daughter's still there and his sister has moved in with her or within with them. Um, so he brings like a, a priest over to get the ball rolling here and, you know, interviews him and he asks for for evidence of exorcisms and all this. And the priest is like, well, you know, there's plenty. You just haven't seen it. And he's like, OK, well, I call bullshit. And then it gets real dark and the priest is talking about like his dad raping him and stuff when he was a kid. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know why that was even in the movie. Uh I guess it was just him saying like, you know, God let this happen and um, didn't do anything about it until the night he died because, you know, the dad did die while he was like trying to rape him or something. So maybe that's his proof, Uh, you know, and if, you know, unfortunately, that is a that is a real thing in this world that people do have to go through. Um, I just I couldn't imagine that anyway. So. Um, he doesn't really buy what the, what the priest is saying about all of that though. It's not, not that he didn't believe him, but he's just, he, he's not satisfied. So he's pushing. So he ends up like running into a demonologist, which I don't know how the fuck you even find that. Um, and he goes, you know, 
like I want to, I want to, you know, get a demon. What do I got to do? So <laughs> they're like this, the weird swinger couple at the bar that, uh, you know, will buy you a drink and just kind of stare at you and wink. And you're like, I don't really know if I want to drink this because it's probably, you know, roofied and they're going to put stuff in my butt later or something. And that's not far from what happens. <laughs> they do put something inside of him and it is a demon. Um, and that happens in a couple of minutes, but they give him like LSD and they tell him to go jerk off in a cup. And I mean, that's a hell of a fucking party. Uh, if imagine if you, <laughs> if you went through all that and you know, you're at this house and he's like, yeah, I can, I can help you get a demon. Yeah. Just, just, just drink this and then go jerk off in a cup. And then you do that and you're like, Oh, by the way, the demonologist lives next door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you'd be so fucking, pay- but yeah, that's a weird thing. But I guess, his explanation is that, you know, demons, you know, they feed off of that, that kind of taboo energy, you know, the sex, violence, um, depravity, all, all this, all this, all the, the stuff, uh, you know, rock and roll, that whole, you know, thing. I don't know. I'm sound like a fucking boomer right there. And yeah, but, but the, I guess demons are drawn to, you know, that side of life. Um, and so they try to provoke it by getting some, getting some goods out of them. I mean, I don't know if I could perform like that under that kind of pressure. Like I just took a shot at LSD. I'm in this weird fucking house. They gave me a Dixie cup and they're like, Hey, go fire one off in the bathroom. I'm like, uh, what's your Wi-Fi password? Maybe, <laughs> maybe we can get something here, but I doubt it. Oof. All right. Um, so he goes, uh, they try hypnotizing him to, to, to provoke, you know, try to get something going out of him, And, and he, you know, he says, ah, you know, I'm not really, you know, sorry, I'm not susceptible to that. And they're like, oh, no, you did good. And he doesn't know it, but he he did some automatic writing, which is where a demon uh, or an entity, uh, you become the vessel for that, and it will write or communicate through you via writing or drawing. That's what automatic writing is. It is a real thing. Um, but he does do a drawing, and then the demon only just pulls out this book, and he finds out that, and I can't pronounce this, it's the Ungor, I think is the guy's fuck or the demon's name uh that's the you know symbol that he drew that looks the you know the closest and they read off everything that this demon does in particular with like the noise in the head and he drives you to madness and all this other crazy shit so he goes down to the basement now and he's he's starting to get a little sketched out because like that automatic drawing thing where he thought he was just sitting there and nothing was really happening and then you know you look down and there's a bunch of drawings and shit. And, uh, that would, that would dork me out too. You know, even if they had played a trick on me, I would still be a little sketched out. Um, they strap him down. There's like a fucking weird sex room down there. There's a crucifix in the middle of the floor with like leather straps on it. Um, they begin the process and the camera starts malfunctioning. Things are going crazy. Michael's freaking the fuck out. Cause why wouldn't you be? And I don't know if it's the drugs or what, but just a weird situation all around. They start fucking right next to him. And um, they're like chanting in Latin. It's a weird, but they have masks on. It's a, I, and the camera guy's just there for it. He's like, yeah, man, I guess we're filming. Um, but then it just like cut scenes right to a restaurant. And Michael's just trying to process what the fuck just happened. Uh, but you can see it, it's like, it, it got to him a little bit, um, whatever happened there. But there's definitely, you know, now we get to the house where there's a lot of uh, cameras. He says he's like documenting everything. So he's got cameras rolling all over every room in the house. It's, you know, it's very paranormal activity-esque uh, in that manner. And I definitely got some vibes from that. Um, 
was one of my all-time favorite movies. We did lose that episode um, that we did with uh, with our friend Chef Chris Galarza. I'm gonna have to see if I can download it again from our old website and um, and and change the file type. I've been having trouble. I have been trying to do it, but I'm having a hard time, you know, flipping the file type to get it uploaded onto here for you guys. Um, but yeah, all right, let's get through this beer and let's try this. Um, let's try this 120. I actually had the perfect amount of beer in there. And um, so I could do it in one chug. That never happens, as you guys know. I'm a fucking sissy when it comes to trying to chug beer. <laughs> you try to chug a 7% IPA and see how good you do. Um, all right, 120. So this is like a lot darker um, than than your typical IPA. Uh, it, it doesn't, it, I mean, I don't even know what the hell it looks like. Kind of like an amber... You know, it, it's it's really dark. The nose is crazy. It's really boozy, like like cognac-y kind of uh, or barley wine. But yeah, this is this is a solid beer. I'm not sure. Whoa, uh, when I even when this one is from. Um, it is aggressively hoppy. There is a there is a ton of bitterness here. Not in a bad way. It's just there is a there's a lot of bitterness. But it's very sweet and a little malty, like just like like a well-rounded beer. It's just it is very hoppy. <laughs> so, you know, if you like IPAs and and you 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 went through the West Coast thing, or if you do like West Coast beers, or if uh, or if you do like some barley wines, um, this it, I mean it's worth checking out. This is one of the the you know iconic beers from the history of craft beer, uh, if you will. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to have a lot of this because I need to get through this podcast. So one more sip and, uh, oh man, it's warm. Wow. It's like you're drinking a mixed drink. Whew. That's, uh, that, that's hitting heavy, man. Okay. So now, now it gets weird. <laughs> so Michael goes to a mortician, right? And he starts talking about necromancy. Um, you know, bringing back the you know dead bodies or spirits or whatever, and it's weird. It's it's you just gone through all of that, right? Where you had this like weird sex thing near you, and you had to jerk off in a cup and take some drugs and do all this shit, and they don't tell you the time frame of how long it took from like that day to to this day. Um, but you'd think you'd give it a couple of days and see, like, eh, no, maybe. Maybe there's a demon. Nah, I better go try it again. <laughs> so he does. Um, and the mortician is, he's a weird dude, man. He's like, we're going to get some DMT from these frogs and we're going to dry it out and you're going to do this. We're going to go to this cemetery and uh, we're going to conjure up this recently dead guy and you're going to be pretty much almost dead and he's going to take over your body. And he like tortures frogs like at the fucking, you know, cemeteries because that, that energy, their suffering, you know, draws demons and all that stuff. Like it's kind of fucking dark actually, but before everything can get going here, um, the cops show up and, and Michael takes off and he's missing. And this is where he starts to kind of change a little bit. And, uh, his cameraman Jordan, um, does find him, but he's in some kind of tomb thing. And, and Michael's like standing up on something, he jumps down and scares them and all that stuff, but he snaps out of it like immediately, but he says that he sees his wife um, and it like really 
really fucked with him, which, you know, you start playing in this realm and, you know, you lose a wife or a loved one unexpectedly and you see them or touch them or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, you're going to be intrigued and probably go a little further. But that's uh, that's that's kind of what happens. He keeps going down this road and he's having a hard time sleeping now because of these, you know, the ringing is going on with um, and, and the demonologist said this would happen. Um, it, it'll drive you mad, you know, with, with like the noise in the ears and all this other crazy shit. So next scene, he goes to see a medium. So this movie's moving really quickly. Like it's, it's jumping along here pretty, pretty well. And a lot of cool things are happening in, in a short amount of time. So, you know, you're definitely invested. You're, you're very intrigued by what's going on. At least I was, um, but she's, you know, Michael's not buying it. She's, you know, he's thinking she's kind of like a, you know, used car salesman kind of deal. Um, and she walks by him and just is like immediately drawn to him. Like just something overcomes her. She grabs Michael, says something, but before she can, you know, get out whatever she's saying, she collapses into a seizure and, uh, they don't really know what, uh, what happened there. You know, Michael thinks it was like kind of part of the show, but he's having a hard time processing things because he can't sleep still. And this noise in, in his head um, is 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 becoming unbearable. But uh, he ends up while he's in the middle of you know doing his like video journal, whatever. He like screams. Something happens very quickly that that he is not aware of, uh, I guess, in real time. Uh, but he he does go back and watch it. And uh, takes it to an audio engineer or somebody like that. And they say, you know, it's not possible for you to, you know, have been able to do this. The range is too insane. And they start dropping, you know, audio nerd stuff that I have no idea what that means. They're talking about letters and and numbers and whatever. Um, F sharp, A flat, A, you know, whatever. And <laughs> just going from all this. And um, so the guy calls bullshit. So basically it's feeding into like, you know, you, the viewer, like, okay, you're possessed. Something's going on here. And Michael's like, ah. Just can't sleep. That's all it is. <laughs> but you know, if this if this were you going through all this trouble to disprove all of this, and now you're experiencing all of this, um, when 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 do you go for help? When do you you know like ah yeah okay I've I've seen enough. Um, how far are you willing to go before it gets too bad? So, um, Michael's starting to become unhinged uh, a little bit here. At night, he's walking around with his camera. Um, he's making some like inhumane noises, you know, like he's kind of growling and grunting and doing like some weird shit. Um, and I'm pretty sure he kills the family dog. I don't know if it's this part or if it's like the next part. Um, but the dog's there and it's like barking at him. And then it, again, they don't show things. They, they just kind of like it happens and then it cuts the next day. And then you see like the aftermath a little bit. Um, which I don't hate, you know, I kind of, I, it's nice having some mystery, but it would also be cool to see some things too. And you don't see a lot. Um, maybe that's just me. Uh, but anyway, goes through yet another trial of something. And, um, he goes to this like strobe light therapy session and shit goes wrong there. And Jordan's like, he's weirded out now. He doesn't want anything to do with this. Um, more shit, you know, it's just, it's just escalating at this point. More things are happening with Michael. He's, you know, he's becoming more and more, you know, uh, irritable and, uh, he's having a hard time just coping with life at this point because he can't sleep and 
this noise is going on. He's just like falling into this, you know, whatever pit of uh, despair to be dramatic. <laughs> um, let's get a sip of beer here. Mm. That's got me warm and fuzzy for sure. Ooh, that's a warm one. My goodness. Um, this was a, this was a cool line. So his daughter says something about, you know, she has a, has a nightmare and comes in and says, well, you know, daddy will be here to protect you. And she says, no, daddy, you are the monster. And it's like, a oof. but you know, he still doesn't like, you know, uh, doesn't stop. Your daughter's saying that you're the monster. Uh, you can't find the family dog. Your fucking best friend, you know, just left you. Uh, and you're in the middle of your project and you're still like going, you're still just pushing on. Um, his sister ends up, you know, trying to help him out and give him some sleeping pills and he takes them, but then he like sneaks into her room in the middle of the night and like tries to molest her. It's fucking weird. That's a weird scene, man. But Michael is like recording himself doing all this and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to get, it's starting to get, you know, kind of weird. He's just spiraling further and further. Um, he looks like he wants to harm his daughter. Um, he tries to reach out to everybody, you know, that, that is kind of aware of his project. You know, he's trying to figure out, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe just a little bit of help now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not liking, you know, who I've become or what's happening to me. And like the priest that talked to him earlier in the movie, he's dead. Um, everybody else just wants nothing to do with him. So he's kind of on his own. Um, but his uh no he didn't kill the dog yet no he did kill the dog see this is where the movie gets confusing because they can't find the dog for like three days right and then there's a scene where he has the knife and it looks like he's going to stab his daughter right and you wake up the next morning and that's exactly what you think happened because like there's blood everywhere and she starts screaming and you know they run in and you see him like look under the cover and they're like oh my god i can't believe it and then the daughter comes in out of frame and you're like, okay, so it's not her. So I guess it's, he just put the dead dog in the bed. Um, but whatever he did, uh, it was enough for his sister to take take the daughter. And he's starting to lose his mind. Um, you know, he he wants to get rid of this thing. Now he's he's had enough. He's hearing voices that are that are pushing him. Um, you know, it's it's starting to get. You know, you would think you're getting to the climax of when everything's going to really escalate here. Uh, and, and it just kind of doesn't, it's, it's a little lackluster in, in my opinion. Um, he tries performing an exorcism on himself and the, the demons like, nah, I'm not having any of that, bro. Starts fucking him up, throwing him around the fucking house, sets him on fire, makes him cut himself. Like he's, he's not about that life, but you know, it looks like, you know, we're getting to the end here. Uh, but I have in my notes that you know, there's still a half hour left in this movie. Um, and, and it's pretty much, you know, uh, there's not much more that can be done. So Michael wakes up the next day from, you know, his attempted, you know, exorcism and, and ridding of this fucking demon. Um, and he's just done. He's, he's over it. He doesn't feel pain anymore. This thing wants him to kill his daughter. He doesn't want to do it. He said, well, we'll just kill the sister then. Um, so he tries, ends up getting a homeless man instead, and he's he's still trying to fight this thing, right? He doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want to let it win. Kills a homeless man, that's not good enough. So he said, fine. And he handcuffs himself to the bed and uh, tries to get some sleep. 
demon again just having his way with him throwing him around the fucking bed and all that stuff contorting his body and all this shit but he's attached to the bed still so you think he's safe until he wakes up the next morning and there's like a you know the house is trashed now uh there's like symbols and blood all over the place and god knows what and there's like a, a like on the screen like on this tv screen says like watch me uh and apparently, after he fell asleep, the demon took over, calls Jordan to come release him, apparently, and uh, that's when he finds out, you know, something bad has happened to Jordan. He goes running around the house, and, you know, uh, Jordan falls from the ceiling. Well, at least, like, his arm does, and it's supposed to be scary. But again, it's just, there's there's no proof that that was him. You just kind of think it was. Um, and that's kind of where I, I, you know, started kind of losing interest in the movie a little bit. Not that I lost interest, but you know what I mean. Um there was no clarity. There's some like kind of what happened in that bed. Was that actually Jordan? Can you show what actually happened? Well, instead of just running around the house, like how the fuck did he get up there? That would have been cool to see. I don't know, but you know, he's, he's had enough. Um, Michael decides to try to kill himself. He's trying to slit his wrist. The demon's not letting him. He eats a bunch of pills. Demon makes him throw everything back up. So he plugs in a fucking, uh, you know, hair dryer, and then jumps in the bathtub, and and that's it. Doesn't kill him though. No, I, so whatever happened, you know, he was still just fine. But we're at the end of the movie now. Um, like I said, it it happened kind of quickly. Um, Michael's, you know, his house is in total disarray. Everything's crazy. Uh, his sister stops back with with um, his daughter, and the daughter runs upstairs, and uh, Michael's downstairs waiting grabs Beth, snaps her neck um and then he goes and plays like a pretty fucked up game of hide and seek with his daughter like she's pretty young uh but he finds her he finds the room uh but his his wife um kind of appears through the other side and, and is able to reach out to him um and this was a fucking awesome ending uh this was like some some solid special effects this motherfucker runs through the window uh, and they show it. They show some dude launching himself out of a second story fucking window. And, you know, obviously he lands you know, safely in real life. But, you know, in the movie, uh, he just leaves to his death. And and that's it. Um, saving his daughter, I guess, is is what, what ends up happening. Uh, so she doesn't die. Uh, but that's that's it. That's that's the the possession of, of Michael King. They do finish the movie with, you know, showing how the wife died and all that stuff. Um, like I said, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie by any means. It was just uh, I wish they had like shown a little more um, a little more of a creepy factor. They definitely had a really cool concept here, um, no doubt about that. I just you know some things you know could have been tweaked a little bit and make it make it a little more enjoyable for me. Uh, I I look for different things in movies than than maybe you do. So maybe my rating's a little too harsh. Maybe it's a seven point five for you. Maybe it's an eight. Maybe it's a ten. I don't know. Maybe it's a one. Maybe I liked it way more than you did, um, but we'll never know unless you tell me in the comments or, you know, email me or whatever. Uh, again, no, seriously, though, thank you for all the support. This is super cool. Um, very much looking forward to um, our awards episode. That's going to be fun. Me and my wife are going to do that. We got some cool beer we're going to crack, obviously. And uh, yeah, rounding out the year with the worst movie fucking possible. Um, I don't know why. Again, we do. <laughs> agree to do this to ourselves but we're doing it um that's 
that's about it. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Next week is Krampus, and then we're full-blown into the holiday season, man. Uh, get out there and get your, your Christmas shopping done or your holiday shopping done, and you know, uh, be safe, and we will see you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs>